Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. I hope you're well. I hope you're able to follow what the rules of lockdown are. I'll be honest with you, I understood lockdown. I understood not lockdown. It's in between shit. I can't really get my head around. But uh, the reason I'm talking to you now is because, well, two reasons. First of all, that today's episode of Hip Hop Saved My Life features broadcast legend Annie Mack. Uh, I went on Annie Mack's show a few months ago to do this party playlist thing where I made a real dick of myself. Um, and she was brilliant. Um, and uh, she obviously knows her stuff. So uh, I asked her, hopefully more than anything else, if she'd come on the podcast. And she very kindly did so. Uh, and we cover loads of stuff about her time in New York, etc., etc. Anyway, I don't know why I always do this stupid pricey of what's going to happen in the podcast. Just listen to it. The other reason I'm talking to you is because this is the last episode of series two. Uh, Rupert and I had a chat and we decided that we are going to uh, take a break until uh, we can start recording back in studios again. Um, Just, well, there's no particular reason, but that's what's gonna happen. So, that's the end of series two, but we do have some very, very exciting news uh, about doing a hip hop, save my life, live online. Uh, so watch out on the Hip Hop Save My Life socials and my socials. News of that coming very, very soon. Um, keep the 29th of June free. That's when it'll be. Uh, all right, cool. Take it easy. Enjoy the episode. Bye. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, we are delighted to say that we are joined today on our lockdown episode by a broadcasting legend. It is only Annie Mack. Hello, Annie. How are you? Hello, everybody. How are we doing? About <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest. I know it was a bit, wasn't it? It was quite, a, quite a grand opening. Um, we didn't manage to capture that this gold on the record, but we had so much fun before we started recording, didn't we? I yeah, had to download an entirely new browser. It was very tense. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you, Annie? I'm okay. I'm really okay, actually. I'm having a good day today. Just uh, back from the park. Nice. Where we can now have like chill out and sit down on the ground, which is you know pretty amazing. Um, mm. With and, anyone else? With uh, not anyone from another household? No, haven't not haven't ventured that far yet. Just with right. children. Um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, what else have I done today? Uh, do you know what? I spent the morning actually going through my vinyl for the first time in uh, a shamefully long time. Just nice. to remember what hip hop records I have and bought <laughs> in the past. This has been such a nice exercise in looking back and remembering shit because I don't. I have the worst memory 
of all time. It's not like I have stuff like in my head just ready. I have to like dig shit up. I have to like find stuff and actively like talk to people and try and remember stuff. So it's been a good exercise in, in looking into the past. Well, obviously for you, hip hop is uh, one of a n- number of genres that you uh, know your shit about. So does that, do you find that you're sort of, th- that as time goes on, you fall more in and out of love with different genres as it, as it goes? Or are you sort of across everything equally or how does it kind of work? I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible because it's like all of music, all of new music ever. Okay, with the exception of mm. opera and classical, but like all of pop culture music. So it's so vast and it can feel very overwhelming at times, but um, you just, you kind of, I don't really have a situation where I'm kind of, oh, I'm really into hip hop at the moment. It's just whatever album is around, whatever whatever people are promoting, you're kind of just always on the, on the kind of, um, uh, on the, the rat race of just consuming everything that is new at that time. In the past, like when I was, in my teens and in college, that was way different. I kind of got very into different genres then. And I had a big hip hop phase in the kind of mid nineties, um, the golden era of East Coast. Time, yeah. It just yeah. kind of collided with me in my late teens and I just had like the best time. So, um, and then I obviously had a 10 years of just pure raving and dance music. Um, and then in the last five years, I've, I've, I've got back into way more into guitar music and, and rock and punk and all that. You actually are the first person. Well, I first heard dubstep on one of your shows. And I remember like I'd never heard it before. I mean, you said, oh, there's this new track. Uh, check this out. And then you then played what sounded like to me at the time, a machine processing. And then I thought, what the fuck is this, man? And then obviously I thought, I thought it was great, but it was like... There's a lot of kind of like, kind of mechanical, like engine noises that come in yeah. of it, yeah. Because it was so new at that stage when you, you were playing, it was so new. I don't know how you even knew if that was good or not. I mean, like, do you, do you just trust your own instincts? Well, for that, for that, that's kind of like, that's exciting because you get, as you know, when you become old, you realise that most music is just cyclical, isn't it? It's just like a lot of stuff is just rehashes of the past. And especially with dance music where it's just like sampling old tracks, sampling old tracks in a different way, sampling the new tracks, sample the old tracks. It's just constant. Whereas uh, if you find something new, it doesn't actually come around that often. So when you get a new, like a brand new genre, that to me is exciting. Even if it's a bit abrasive and weird, it's still exciting. Yeah. It's like... Okay, this is this is a, a kind of uh, an equation, and most of the time it's merging, isn't it? It's things coming together um, to make something new, and I love I love all that aspect of music. Well, the last time you and I saw each other, it was That's what I'm uh... wearing today. In tribute to you. <laughs> What's that, Whitney? <laughs> It's Whitney. So, it's Whitney. <laughs> I went on uh, Annie's show to put together a party playlist, and yeah, I made late. some. I made a series of decisions that left me with just Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston in the canon to finish the party <laughs> off. And you, I, I remember you being quite upset. Well, not upset. Upset is way too strong a word. Surprised at my Whitney choice. I was politely. What was it? Was it so emotional? It was so emotional. <laughs> I need to send you this. I was like, I, I was just kind of like, perple- it was more perplexed. It was mm. like, 
of all of the Whitney Houston canon. I found that interesting, just an interesting choice to go with, you know. And then it was funny because it was Whitney and Bobby, and I was like, why would you put them next to each other? <laughs> it was uh, it was one of those weird things because, like, obviously, I've listened to you for such a long time, and I was I was excited and looking forward to coming on the show. And then my agent, Flo, phoned me after. She goes, how was it? And I went, I think I might have just made a dick of myself in front of Adam Matt. Honestly, it was one of the funniest ones you've ever done. So I appreciate uh, it. Well, no, I appreciate you letting me. Come on, man. Here's a little bit that we like to pull. How did you get into hip-hop? So, you're, uh, so obviously hip-hop is one of the numerous genres that you're into. Uh, how did you first kind of discover hip-hop? How did you first kind of get into it? Well, I grew up in Dublin, which I think we can all agree is not a mecca when it comes to hip hop music. Um, so I didn't really listen to a lot of black music at all until I got into my teens. And I discovered in, in the course of a couple of years, I discovered um, Portishead album, Leftfield album, and then Massive Attack and Massive Attack, Blue Lines. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that album. Yeah, like it, but incredible. So steeped in, in like... Mm dub and reggae and rap so it was it was those that really kind of like I took an interest in I remember going to see them at the RDS in Dublin they supported Radiohead and I was just obsessed with Daddy G and he would like walk through the crowd in this like ankle length white cashmere coat and I was like <laughs> I like I, I got him to sign my teeth there it was a big moment but I was I must have been around kind of 15 then 16 and then uh, I just kind of started keeping going from then and went to college up in Belfast and started digging and started going to charity shops and buying records and then uh, went to New York for a summer. I think it must have been 18, 19. And that like totally changed my life because obviously I'd grown up in Ireland, not done a lot of traveling, lived in on, on uh, St. Mark's Place in Manhattan, which is this legendary street down in the Lower East Side that was so full of history, like CBGB's is there. I lived next to a tattoo parlor on one side and a record shop on the other. And I just started buying records. And I wanted to go and try and work for Raucous Records because I, I thought, like, I just wanted to, wow. I wanted to be in hip hop. I had that Black Star thing and I yeah. just thought I'd like meet, you know, Martin Steph on the street, that kind of thing. So naive. Yo, this ain't no time where the usual is suitable. Tonight alive, let's describe the inscrutable, the indisputable. We New York, the narcotics, draped in metal and fiber optics. We're mercenaries who paid to trade hot stock tips for profits. Thirsty criminals, dick pockets. Hot knuckles on the second hands of working class watches. Skyscrapers is colossus. The cost of living is preposterous. Stay alive, you play and die, no options. But yeah, I just had like a, a transformative summer there and, and started buying a lot of hip hop there and um, totally fell in love with the whole genre there. And it's kind of like, you know, you know, with hip hop, like your whole knowledge of somewhere, especially America, where most of it's about is informed from hip hop. So like yeah. postcode, like the sound, the streets, everything, you know, just from listening to songs and then you're there and it's like mind blown so it was just incredible and um introducing i, I had that album the, Sh the shadow introducing album and i used to just like walk the streets of manhattan in the boiling heart and that album now when i hear it is just so so viscerally nostalgic it brings me back there immediately
did you ever make an attempt to to work at Raucous, or it was just a were you like no, no I didn't turning have, up I, I, I might have emailed them and got no reply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a job in a vegan coffee shop and um, worked on the tills there, and we just listened to Hot ninety seven all day. Amazing. And it was right. remember that song um, Maya and Pratt, Ghetto Superstar. Oh yeah, Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, yeah. Superstar. Oh my god, that one. It was just that all summer. Some got hopes and dreams, we got ways and mean The supreme dream team, always up with a scheme From Hellcap to selling raps, name the theme I'm a rise to the top, floating on the screen Who the hell wanna stop me? I hated those who got me A million refugees with unlimited warranties Black Caesar And I used to clock off work about one in the morning And just go to, go to like, actually go to block parties Like real life block parties Or go on the top of these big kind of townhouses And have parties on the roof it was just the best. I didn't want to come home. I was like, see ya. But I did. I came back and did my last year of college. Like a boring person. It's so mad, isn't it? Because like, I, I felt like when you go to the States or you go to New York, and I found it also when I went to LA, listening to West Coast hip hop in LA, it suddenly made sense. Do you know what I mean? You suddenly oh. get it. And it's the same thing with yeah. New York. Just being there, you suddenly go, oh, I, I get it. It sounds so yeah. wanky. It sounds like the sort of shit a traveler, a, somebody's gone traveling would say. But like, you know, that thing where it suddenly all like clicks. It clicks. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I had that last time I went to New York, I was in a taxi and I listened to Pop Smoke. Welcome to the party. You know him. Yeah. I Pop Smoke. But that, I, I, like hearing that, like tearing down the streets in the dark in Manhattan was like, oh, okay. Exactly that. Yeah. Baby, welcome to the party. Give me lit. Give me lit. Gun on my it all clicks. Yeah. yeah, it's sort yeah. of like, oh, I understand why Wu Tang doesn't sound the same in Crawley. <laughs> I get it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I, got, I also used to, that, the thing that I had was like, if, ra- if rappers mentioned like brands, yeah. Of like even food and drink and stuff like that. Mm. If I found those things, I remember like getting so excited about drinking a Snapple because I'd heard yes, Red Man yes. talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I spent a whole summer drinking Snapple and iced coffee. Oh. Well, I bought Philly Blunts and 40. <laughs> I never opened them. I got a friend of mine to bring them back from America and I was like, just obsessed with them, but I never touched them. Really good. Probably sensible. Yeah. 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 On the floor. <laughs> And so did you carry on? Did you move away from hip hop after that? Or did you still continue like following it? I mean, what was no, your No, I still continued. I, I kind of started buying records. The first one I bought was um, on vinyl was Beats, Rhymes and Life by Tribe. This is the year that I come in and just devastate. My style is great. Action peoples can I dominate. My rhymes are harder than last night's erection. Don't blame it close. I have this mic up in your midsection. My shit is love simply meaning that my joint is tight. Amping up the mic, making sure production's tight. Sometimes I might catch a severe case of so that opened a lot of doors and then obviously I had to I had to kind of discover Midnight Marauders and, and Low End Theory and then the thing with Tribe obviously is there's so much music in it within it and so many doors to go down so then I was looking at old funk records and buying like Duke Ellington records and Parliament and Funkadelic and so there's and, and like classic soul like Marvin Gaye and Gladys Knight and so hip hop has I have so much to thank it for in terms of finding music way beyond that but I stayed on it 
Nas Ilmatic was a really, really, really big one for me as well. Like that, that's up there. Um, and I, I, the Guru Jazmataz, that was a big one. With stuff like uh, Tribe, because obviously, like that's I think that's an experience that a lot of hip hop fans have, where you go, this has led me to. I mean, I think like. Uh, George Clinton and all that I got th- I got into through hip hop. Do, do you, what's your take on sampling and stuff like that? Does it depend t- for you on ha- what they've done with it and how much they've played with it as to whether it's art or theft or do you just think people people get too uptight about it? I mean, what's your kind of take on it? I think sampling's great. I mean, it's the kind of essence of hip hop, isn't it? It's kind of it, it's 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 what it's all about. Um, what a lot of it is all about. So I'm not averse to it at all. I think it's it's an homage. It's being creative. I, I think for me, it's just there's not even an argument about sampling. It is what it is. It is totally legitimate as a kind of creative process in music. It gets a bit dull sometimes in dance music when people just literally just stick a fucking kick drum under like an old track. It's like. Um, but in hip hop, I think, yeah, it's part of the fabric of hip hop, isn't it? It is what it is. I love it. You've obviously, I think more so than, definitely more so than me and Rupert, because you're so immersed in music, you probably are in a situation where you've got more of an insight into what's gone into making a record or whatever. Is there, is there stuff that comes out that you sort of think, well, this doesn't deserve the reverence that it gets, or is there stuff? Do, do you ever find yourself sort of going against what the the popular views are on sort of classics or records that are popular? I'm always kind of like quite curmudgeonly in terms of I just want to play the music that I like. Um, mm. That moves me, and sometimes there's a lot of other things beyond that that can go into why people think you should play a song, and that could be hype, industry hype, an artist having the right team of people behind them important people influential people um that kind of thing and i try and stay away from that and just try and keep it very pure and judge it on the basis of whether you are moved by it in some way like it could just be an idea it could be a really creative sample it could be an incredible vocal like it doesn't have to be everything but there has to be one thing in it that's that's good enough to 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 make you want to hear it again and play it again um there has been uh, I think like when dubstep first came out, I did I did play a lot of dubstep, one type of dubstep, but there was another type of dubstep, the well, the kind of more tear out, really bro, aggy dubstep that I just didn't play, I wasn't into, and I got a bit of shit for that. And there is definitely some some types of, of hip hop and rock that I don't play, and I think it's all personal taste, isn't it? Really, it's kind of what you gravitate towards. But you gotta have you you gotta just do what's right by you. Yeah. If you get mm. swept up in it, then you'll just play everything and think everything's great. And the problem with that is you don't, no one believes you anymore. You must have got to a state now, where, but you're an authority on this, right? Just by dint of uh, how much well, you've I've done. Lasted, I've lasted long. I don't know whether that makes me an authority. I've just stuck around from it. <laughs> I'm still here. People surely don't have the guts to question what you're playing, do they? Do people still do it now? Yeah, but I mean, they, they do, but only because they feel really passionately about the music that they represent, you know, and it's fair enough, you know, but it's all music, it's just art. It's, you know, it's all subjective. It's like, there's no right or wrong, is there, really? There shouldn't be anyway. It's just what's what's good. And a lot of the time, because our show is like, it's a big step for a band to get a play on our show, so... You don't, come, you don't want to come at things really early and potentially fuck them up when they're not ready. You have, there's a lot of timing involved as well. You want to make sure that you're supporting people when they're ready to be 
to, to kind of launch into the world and they have the right infrastructure and stuff like that. So th- there is there is other factors that the, my team around me decide on, but my thing is just like, is it good? Like we have our team meetings, our listening meetings every week and we got, they're like, they've got so-and-so fans on this and, and I'm like, yeah, but is it good? It needs to be good. And like, that's all that fucking matters. Like, yeah. So, so are you all, are you all v- sort of voting on what goes on the show? Sort of yeah, it's me and the, I've got a producer and an assistant producer. Yeah. We sit, we have a listening meeting every week, and um, and we, yeah, we just go through it every go through. There's never, ever, ever enough time. Have, have you ever, ever had sort of falling out so that like you've backed something more? No, because I, I I kind of have the end say. You know, if, yeah. if I feel really strongly that I want to play something and they hate it, I will still play it. That's good to know, isn't yeah. it? That's good, to, that's good to know for your upcoming release, isn't it, Rupert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll email you after this. Okay. Does it not feel like a chore, or are you able to still kind of appreciate it for what it is? I mean, because obviously you're having to process a shit ton of music every week, right? Yeah. So sometimes it can feel like a bit of... It's just this kind of underlying pressure all the time because you're aware of this huge mountain of music that you have to get through and, and give a fair time to and fair thought to and consideration to so yeah it, it has it, it is it's constantly stressful especially when you've had a family and your your time is like shrinking you're like fuck how am I going to do it but it's about having a right the good teams around you that you trust mm. that can be your filters for you so the stuff that you're that is brought to you is the stuff that is the good shit and then you're mm. choosing from the good shit um, and especially with dance music, like dance music is, you know, anyone, as we know, in, it's a beautiful thing, can just make a house track on their garage band and send, you know, there's no uh, middlemen in dance music anymore. So it's vast. It's an unending, vast well of music of all different types of uh, qualities that can come to you. <laughs> and it's all digitized. Like back in the day, I'm going to sound old now. But it used to just be like you could see it, you could visualize your pile because it was a literal pile. It was a fucking massive mm. pile of CDs or vinyl on your desk. Now it, it's just it's just like a digital like fucking pressure cooker in your head of just like MP3s coming from every direction. People sending you like like zips with twenty WAVs in them with different remixes <laughs> of one song, like and the deep house mix and the techno mix and the drum and you're just like oh god, like it, it can get a lot. So you have to kind of, I've had to work hard to reconcile myself with the fact that it's never going to end. Like it's constant and it's just how I deal with that and make sure that I have the right amount of people around me that can yeah. really help. I guess you're, you're never you're never going to get to a point where you go, okay, I've listened to all the music this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever, ever. So yeah, it's about, it's about being okay with that, making peace with that. We feel pressure on the podcast. I've made a couple of recommendations that people haven't liked. And I've got absolutely destroyed for it. And I've got to be honest with you, I thought about going into hiding. So I don't even, I can't even imagine what it's like for you. And, and also, I, I'm not like you. I, I completely, I don't have the credentials to back me up. So as soon as somebody goes, I think you're wrong about that. You go, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I should, I should that. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. That's what you say. It's just you like it. Yeah. That's okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. Is there anything about hip hop that sort of puts you off or that you don't like about it so much? Well, again, it's just when you when you are kind of being that filter and the conduit of, of, of contemporary rap anyway, every day. So you're listening to stuff and deciding whether to play it. It's uh, it becomes boring, just the whole misogyny thing. And obviously, as a female fan, like a proper fan of rap music. I find it hard when you are listening to the same old shit and watching the same old boring videos of girls with no fucking clothes on, surrounded by guys like, uh, like accessorizing the guys. And um, yeah, it's just boring now. And the problem with it is, is that there's no balance. So you want, mm. you want more female voices in there to balance it out. And it wouldn't be a problem if there was, if there was more counteraction and it felt like a more level playing field. But it's 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 not, and um, I think the more men in rap music can kind of see the inequalities and try and push women forward, the better. And I just think of if you're like a young girl and you're into rap and you love the music and you love the craft, and you want to be able to do that, you love poetry, you love words, and all you see in the culture is women being put down, women being called bitches and hoes, women being used as a kind of um, physical prop for men in videos. It's just like totally disheartening. It's not a welcome place for you. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't think you belonged in that world. So the more people that we have, like your Rhapsodies or your Little Sims or, you know, your Missy Elliott's, the more the more you will have women coming through feeling like what well, uh, she exists so i can exist in this world so i would like to see more of that i would like to see more women coming through and uh and doing it their way like mm. doing it you know not feeling you know if you want to fucking take off your clothes take off your clothes there's no judgment there it's the fact that you want to see women of every type every shape every size in the same way that there is men being able to rap and be taken seriously for them for being rappers, just for being rappers and nothing else. And one of the things I think, because I've thought about this a lot, is the, the idea of like features. Because women in pop music always have like they get the male on to do the 16 and the rap in the in the bit mm. in a pop song. I'd really like to see more women bringing women features in. And I'd like to see men having women come and feature on their records and not feature during singing the hook. You know, obviously that's amazing, you know, you know, it happens all the time and it's a beautiful thing, but I would like to see male rappers bringing female rappers onto their tracks in a legitimate feature to look at them as elevating their track in that way and bringing, making their track better. For example, Nicki Minaj in Monster. Mm. That's yeah. a iconic verse. And that yeah. makes that whole song explode. It, that yeah. is what makes that song so Rhapsody, Kendrick bringing Rhapsody on. Um, and that track, like, it, there's just when you do it and you do it right, you're it's only gonna make everyone yeah. look better. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fame. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster just a be heel, that's the monster show. Young money is the roster and a monster crow. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake. 
monster song is so incredible for the fact it's got Rick Ross. Which, I mean, Rick Ross doesn't do a lot particularly, but you've got Rick Ross, Kanye and Jay-Z on that track. And there is no doubt that Nicki Minaj Please. is uh, outclasses everybody on that song. I mean, it's an incredible, yeah. incredible verse. One of the best features ever on any yeah. song ever, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that song and I was thinking, this is a good song. And then when Nicki Minaj comes on, yeah. she literally goes. Each brain. <laughs> and then you go, you go on YouTube, if you look on YouTube, the number of videos of people just miming to that verse because they felt that energy of that thing yeah. and they just wanted to be have an opportunity to show how they felt about it is amazing and yeah. the, the thing was just like Kanye goes I don't know if you've seen but he was talking about in an interview where he says when he got that track and he got that Nicky had done that verse he was like I know that definitely everybody's that's the verse that everybody's going to go crazy about and he sort of goes somebody else might have gone fuck putting that verse out because that makes me look absolutely yeah. awful do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess I guess seeing that and the same thing with videos I, I, I don't know like because um Boring, like no, but but like, mm. but like six nine came out. Obviously, he's done this big com comeback video. I, I don't know if you've seen the video. I haven't. I haven't. But seen like, it. but it is it is exactly what you're talking about, right? And mm. um, if somebody said to me this was a parody, I would believe it. Do you know what I mean? Because it feels so uh, crazy. You sort of go, if I was uh, a female MC looking to to come up, and I've seen this video has gone absolutely massive, and then I look at that video. And it's six nine, just surrounded by some huge booties, and that's kind of that's kind of the, that is the concept. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I can get I get why you might think to yourself, well, I don't know if this is a level playing field in terms. You of might me. turn around and be like, oh no, my arse isn't big enough. I might <laughs> oh, not be able to be a rapper now. They're not gonna they're not gonna want to like include me in their shit if I can't. You know, yeah. it's so stupid. So yeah, the more the more fully clothed women that we have that are like proper respected for being rappers, and there's loads out there, the better I think. Yeah. Definitely. We have this argument with like all sorts of musicians, not just hip hop, but in terms of separating the art from the artist, in terms of can will. will the lyrics of a song, if the lyrics of a song are misogynistic, but everything else about the song is good, let's say, sonically and everything, yeah. will that stop you from engaging with that record? Yeah. yeah. I'm a lyrics I'm a lyrics gal. Like, I, I know a lot of people don't listen to music for the lyrics, but I do. And so for me, uh, if there's something that is, that just make, and it, you know, it's again, it's, it's, there's not really a scientific measure to it. It's just how it makes you feel. Sometimes you can listen to a track and it just makes you feel a bit gross. It makes you feel a bit, oh, and uh, as a woman, and if it does that, then I don't want to play it because mm -hmm. if it's making me feel like that as a grown woman, what is it going to make a young woman feel about it? And a lot of the time, you know, you, you get radio edits and you get a song that is just like, there's literally more gaps than there is words. It's just this <laughs> like, amputated song. And, and that sometimes like, it, that's so shit, you just can't even play it because the state of the radio edit, you know, it's just, it, it, you either have to play it for what it is or not at all. So yeah, it's a con again, it's a constant struggle, and it's something me and my producer talk about because it's a huge responsibility. You know, you want to. I, I love rap music. I want to support rap, but at the same time, are you perpetuating this if you just continue to to put out music that is um, talking about women in a really not nice way? Yeah, so and it's 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 a mad one because like you know, obviously I have uh, listened to and you 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 do listen to hear records like that, but most of the hip hop 
that we listen to isn't like that. And there's a lot of hip hop that's being made that isn't like that. But that doesn't tend to be the type of hip hop or doesn't tend to be the hip hop that people associate with the genre. So if I say to somebody, I'm a hip hop fan, their immediate assumption is that I is that that's what I'm about or that's what I listen to. And and everybody, if everybody, if you ask somebody to do a caricature of a rapper, it's like, yo, what up, bitch? You know, like that, that's what, that's what, that's what people's go-to thing is. And so you sort of go, well, I would love it if more of the other type of, the other type of more kind of nutritionally rich hip hop was kind of in the foreground because that would change everybody's perception. But even my wife, she like, she can't, sometimes she goes, I can't believe you're a dad of three uh, and you're listening to hip hop. I don't understand it. And then I have to like find a common record or the roots or something and play it to her and go, look, it's like, there's this stuff. And she'll go, yeah, but that's not what I heard on the radio. Like that's Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's got a bad rep. Hip hop has got a bad rep. It really does. And you're right. You know, everything, the roots of history, everything about it, it's it's on the right side of history, apart from the gender inequality. But the thing about hip hop is like, it's so fucking influential. It's like, Hip hop culture is the most influential culture around. Like it is huge, and if it could, like, recalibrate a bit about how it it, it brings women through and how it treats women, and, and I'm I'm talking about not obviously that more conscious cerebral stuff that we all love. Yeah, uh, and you're right. We should we have to folk. You know, you have to mention those because you don't want to be totally saying that no one respects women in hip hop. That's a total lie. But the big stuff, if the big names could treat women uh, on a level in the same way that they treat men then that I think could really really change the world like in, in the most amazing way yeah. so I, it's worth shouting about it's worth going on about like a bore which I do a lot yeah but it but you're right you know if a big rapper came out and sort of said I, I actually actively condemn the way that women are spoken about in a lot of these records. And I'm not going to, you know, if somebody that had been talking about it in the past says, I mean, I, I read the Beastie Boys autobiography and they talk about how ashamed they were of their behaviour early on in their career yeah. and the kind of stuff they were doing and the kind of stuff they're talking about. But, you know, if, if, a, if, if more people came out and said, I actually thought it was pretty disgusting the way I was talking, or I think these, I don't yeah. think we should be talking yeah. about it like that. And I know certain rappers do, but, we haven't had rappers do it who are the big people that you'd want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Who who, yeah. who would actually make kids think, oh shit, that's actually, actually this guy that I respect yeah. feels this way about it. And, and that affects mm. the way I think about it. I think it would be a good thing, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It just hasn't happened. Stormzy has been a pretty amazing, you mm. know, for me, a big moment with, for, for that was watching the Big For Your Boots video for the first time and seeing these kind of, the start of it, where you're seeing this kind of, um, these I don't know how many, four or five or six girls, all like just like fully clothed, just looking sick, just looking really powerful and serious and like like they had agency. You're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. Kick up the you. Man, know that I kick up the you. Then why they try to suck the truth? How dare you to suck the truth? Look, you're getting way too big for your boots. And just seeing that at the start of a video, focusing on women for being powerful and strong, I just thought it was like, and I was trying to figure out why do I feel so moved by this? And it's because you just don't ever see it. Mm. So it was such an anomaly to see this. So Stormzy, I think, is a very, very good force in terms of changing how you can look at women in music videos and in his lyrics mainly. So 
I think it is happening, and and I think a lot of what you're saying, a lot of a lot of it is just about being young. Yeah. And following trends, just doing what you've always seen and what you've always heard, and just perpetuating that. But as soon as you grow up a bit, you know your attitudes changes in general anyway. So I think a lot of it is just when these kids are young. But the thing is, at the moment, that's you know it's such a young game still. Uh, when you're looking at drill and when you're looking at all that kind of Afrobeat stuff that's massive at the moment, these these kids there are kids. They are like so young, look at age. It's like eighteen or something. So yeah, you're right. It would be great to have some big names taking a stand. Yeah. We're always uh, going on about how, uh, I say we, I've put that on Rupert, he, he doesn't really mind about it, but I do, about live hip hop not being quite up to it when you compare it to other genres. Have you been to, have you experienced a lot of live hip hop, had a lot of live hip hop experiences? Yeah, I was just talking to my husband about it. It's like, I'm trying to remember like the hip hop gigs. Again, I they all just kind of mold into one. I, I bet they when, when you talk about <laughs> live hip hop, do you mean live then with a live band or just with No, a, just live. Just live. live. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some pretty woeful PAs in my life. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. You know, where they don't even they don't even bother to kind of take the lyrics off the backing track. They're just literally singing over their song or rapping over their song. Why is why do you think that is? What is just sort of Well again, like, it's it's a a lot of a lot of the kids who are starting out have no experience and they're mm. thrust into the spot. Like these are kids who are able to put a video up on YouTube and get millions of views. Yeah. Insane reach. And then obviously the industry's like, quick, book them. I want to be your agent. I want to buy your record. And then they're fucking put on the stage and they don't know what to do. They've got no training. They've got no support in terms of how you perform, how you hold yourself, how to talk to a crowd. It's it's a lot. So a lot of the time it's just people having to learn on the fly. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Because if you're a guitar band or you're just like a live band with instruments, you have from the very first moment that you got together, been rehearsing for a live gig, essentially, because you're playing as a band, you're putting songs together and you're doing that. If you're a rapper, you're not doing that at all. And then suddenly, so then you go to a studio and, a, and you have a producer that, you know, and that, that producer does a track for you and then you just spit those bars. And then you're then having to do a thing that probably you haven't ever really done before. You haven't done it in that way, you know? And suddenly you've got to do that to an audience. I mean, it's Yeah, it's, it's mad. mad. Like you probably like spat bars to your friends in the playground or like to your, you know, whatever, like a couple of people. Yeah. And you have to do it in front of people. And it's about holding a crowd. It's about being able to talk to them and interact with them. And, you know, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's fucking terrifying to a lot of people. We, we had uh, Ocean Wisdom uh, on the podcast a, a while ago. And he was saying that, he, he he's like obviously sort of very uh, dense his his lyrics and stuff and it's 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 very very fast and he was saying he's had to start doing he had to start doing cardio training so that he could stay he could keep wow. his keep his so breath, breath yeah because he was saying like to, he didn't you know because you do it in the studio and you sort of you get a few goes at it or whatever and you can nail it and then and then he had to make sure that he was getting that and he wanted to get it absolutely spot on for the live shows. And he said he's had to like he had to train for it. Do you know what I, I mean? Bet. It's, it's mad. I bet. Yeah, because it's all about breathing and being able to deliver it like without being like, <laughs> <laughs> like and then jumping around. Yeah. It's real, it's a real skill. What are you listening to at the moment? Is there any hip hop at the moment that you're uh, that you're into? Yeah, so I was thinking of a, an album I could recommend to you, and 
um, a really good one that I think has been proper slept on is a guy called Oscar World Peace. Right. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him, but I don't know, I don't know him at all. So he's from Tottenham. He's, I think um, Mike Skinner is a bit of a mentor to him and he guests on a track on the album. But the album is, um, it's I think it's called Sporadic, but it's really, like, really, really good. So we got love inside here, leave the devil outside. In the cold, but ain't much trust inside here. I've been trying to get it right. I'm on the road, but it's really you I can fight in. To feel that I ain't on my own. Always have love inside here, leave the devil outside. In the cold, I'm on your road. Here 10 minutes early. Pulled up on the train, didn't care about the journey. Rule love, but it's early. But I know when it's 30. Feel like they're all trying to murk me. Or send me to a mad home. Feels like I'm at home when I'm at home with you. Or even when I'm not home. Go check it out. Oscar. It's Oscar hashtag world peace. Oscar hashtag world peace. That's my recommendation. Okay. For your, uh, for your listeners. I hope I don't fuck it up. Well, listen, the, the, the good thing for you, Annie, the good thing for you is it will be us they have a go at, not you. So, <laughs> um, where do you just, because uh, obviously you're a parent, where, where, where yeah. do you, do you listen to music at home? Do you have it on in the house all the time or yeah. is it a headphone stick? No, no, no. We have music on pretty much all the time. They're getting their own like taste now where they want to listen, which is a bit annoying actually, because it's like, well... You're only six. You shouldn't really have any say in what oh, wow. music we play. But um, so a lot of the time they think like the music that we want to hear is boring. But um, yeah, like we listen to, we would listen to Stormzy. We listen to H. Sometimes you got to get the old radio edits out for the kids. Um, mm. And they listen to me on the radio now, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Finally, finally, like my six-year-old's finally like copped on that what I do when I leave the house about five o'clock every day is like, okay, you're on the radio. And then he wants shout outs every night now. So I have to, every night he has to think of a different name so that I can shout out <laughs> different rather than shouting out the same <laughs> name every night. But yeah, that's kind of cool. So he's, he's starting to get into that. And I, I tend to actually, to be honest, I tend to when I go home, I listen to a lot of older music, just as so it's a bit of a kind of uh, counteraction to all the new stuff. Um, so I just, it's a kind of comfort thing, isn't it? Just go home and put on some old Stevie Wonder or something like that. Just yeah. To kind of forgetting, because a lot of the time, new stuff you automatically associate with work and thinking about stuff worky wise. Yeah, there is definitely. Um... A thing about listening to music that takes you back to a place. I mean, I mean, I'm saying a very obvious thing about music, but I do think that yeah. comfort thing is important. Um, yeah. I tell you what's, yeah, particularly right now, yeah, it is, uh, mm. it is really important. Um, I tell you what's really helped me out because I've been trying to get the kids into hip hop, and they said exactly the same thing as you. It's boring, which I didn't expect them to say. I expect, I, I thought they might go. I don't understand this, or I think this is awful. But boring. I was like, boring. What are you talking about? The most Rapidly evolving like, genre of all time. Boring. Are, 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 are they boys or girls? Three boys. All three boys. But I tell you what. My boys just want to listen to fucking heavy, heavy rock energy. Like, I, I haven't, like, I bet if I played Limp Biscuit to them, they'd go fucking mad for it. But I haven't. It's that kind of vibe. Like, they just want, like, like, like ACDC or, like, really heavy guitars. It's like. That's all they want. Yeah, well, weirdly, the song that it's funny you say that. I mean, I'm not saying this is ACDC, but there's the there's this song on the Lego Batman soundtrack, right? Oh. Which is like oh, we're, we're, we're down with that. Yeah, so that Patrick <laughs> Stump, that just sort of 
but that yeah. really rocky <laughs> yeah 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 so that that song came on and they fucking lost their minds i've never seen anything like it yeah i used to have a proper rap in that as well you know you know yeah. the friends are fam there's a friends are family track um in that in that same soundtrack where batman does a full like 16 and and smashes it yeah, we're friends but i'm still hardcore just as awesome as i was before in the darkness i am brooding you're adorably intruding but i don't mind i'm not irate because we both agree on great tortured soul darker soul but guess who's got the title role now's his time to be the star let alfred loose on his guitar <laughs> oh it's mad but do you know what's do you know what's happening is because they've got into the older two so our boys are 10 8 and uh, 5 okay so the older two have got into tiktok and TikTok has got hip hop all over. I mean, not the type yeah. of hip hop I like, but like it's yeah, got like Megan the Stallion. And, yeah, 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 it's got so much of that. And so gradually, I'm thinking, okay, kids, you're starting to you're starting to get into that kind of sound. Let's see what we can do. Well, um, Annie, um, we're we're out of time, but it's been genuinely. A proper honour to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I hope it was fun. It was great, man. And now I have Chrome. Thank you. (laughs) That's what you're going to get out of this whole lockdown situation is your Chrome. I'll be honest with you. I got so nervous. I thought we're very like we wanted to have you on, and we're very excited about you coming. And then I thought, oh no! And now she's got to download a new browser. This is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) We're going to absolutely piss her off now. This is so bad. I was really comfortable with it, if it helps. Yeah. yeah. yeah thank yeah. you for that, Rupert. Because he lacks empathy. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the problem with him. Um, Annie, um, obviously you've got your show, but is there anything else you'd like us to point us towards in terms of stuff you're up to? Yeah, so I've got a new podcast called Changes, which is all about um, change, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> and no, that's going really well. I think we're in our sec- third week at the moment. So yeah, go check that out. You might like it, hopefully. Okay. Where's that BBC Sounds, is it? No, no, just just like everywhere else. Acast. Don't all, pigeonhole all the- her, mate. She can put yeah. podcasts out at other places. Yeah, yeah. What's up with you? Okay, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, Annie um, I hope the rest of the lockdown treats you okay Uh, thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it absolute pleasure Ramesh thank you so much for having me thank you take care